One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Wrestle Guest Podcast. I'm your host, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined this week by just the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. Uh, apparently, Garrett is... Uh... Well, we had to make some budget cuts, um, and, you know, we decided to give him the axe. We couldn't afford to pay him the $30,000 we've been paying him uh, a year to do the podcast. Um, and we're going to use that money towards uh, maybe getting a one-time host, uh, John Cena, if he responds to our DMs. <laughs> I think we should go bigger. We should go The Rock. <laughs> we ain't going to get The Rock for 30000 <laughs> Hey, you never know. You don't know unless we ask. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Awesome. I was going to say he was kidnapped by a Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> <laughs> From the, uh, the last time he was absent on his drug bender throughout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter, WrestleGettingPod with 1D, uh, Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with 2Ds, and for the underscore collection on Instagram as well. Uh, Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod, YouTube.com slash ForTheCollect, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGettingPodcast. Go buy yourself a shirt, support the show, and also check out RedBubble.com slash People slash WrestleGettingPodcast as well for some more shirts and other merch. Um, with that, too, we'll make sure you check out our friends, um, other podcast friends who we refer to as the other the uh, four horsemen of wrestling podcasts, including ourselves. So that would be our good with the fig cave. Um, lots of cool interview stuff up on there. He's also got um, new stuff coming to the, the fig cave feed called the top five, uh, which looks like they'll be breaking down the top five figures of specific wrestlers. Sign up, um, put out for that. So check that out um, on their official Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the run in podcast. Uh, last celebrated their 100th episode or one year sorry not 100th episode we're coming up on 100 episodes they just celebrated their one year anniversary uh, like I said congrats to them last week so check them out new episode up already and the call up with my friend Kenny uh, new episode just dropped well uh, he's got coming up it's very very soon so be sure to make sure you're subscribed to all those all right. Carl, you got anything you want to plug or? Oh, no, man. Uh, this is the only podcast I'm doing right now. So, um, <laughs> the OnlyFans is, you know, still on a work in progress. Uh, <laughs> trying to get some good content for you guys. Lots of, lots of booty pics. So, who's meeting our truth? Is that the call up? Uh, no, that is actually something I put in here for story time with the Wrestle Getting podcast, baby. 
Uh, I had a, uh, down here in the the Fortress of Heatitude, as I call it, uh, which is my toy room, uh, which is the, the basement of my house. Yes, I have the entire basement for my toys. Um, and I was just looking at some of the autographed figures that I have, and I thought it would be cool to actually go through some of the stories behind those autographs. And um, with a new segment, story time with the Wrestle Getting podcast. So I figured I'd start with um, I posted on our Instagram and our Twitter uh, a picture of the R Truth figure, which is a pretty interesting story. Um, we do, we saw that um, R Truth is making an appearance on here. We'd been living uh, down here in North Carolina for I think it was maybe six months at that point. It hadn't been a full year. And there was a, uh, uh, it was a John Cena movie. Is the uh, the one where he, uh, I can't remember what the hell the name of the movie was. He was like a like a the high Marine? school wrestler. Yeah. Um, and his like yeah. little brother wanted to become a wrestler. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen or heard of that movie. It was actually wasn't bad. It's actually pretty good. I think I seen the only John Cena movie I've seen. I think is Cockblock. Is that a John Cena movie? Oh, the, uh, the Walker. Yeah, yeah. I seen I seen that, and I seen that Amy Schumer movie. Other than that, I haven't haven't Legendary. been a fan of. Legendary was the name of it. it came out in 2010. Okay, yeah. Uh, Did September, you 2010. So, so we had actually we down here for almost a year because we moved down here in April of 2010. So, um, so we saw, yeah, the theater in Raleigh was advertising the movie, but they also had a meet and greet with our truth before the, before the movie. So like you bought your ticket, got your ticket for the movie and you got a chance to meet our truth. Was he in it? No, he was just there helping promote the movie. Because it was okay. a WWE Films project, okay. but um, so we go, wife and I go, um, drive out to this theater, and you know, our truth, like in the lobby, you know, we're waiting. And there's probably like 20, 20 to thirty of us there for that first showing. Uh, as we're waiting in line, um, I well, let me. I ended up getting the figure autograph, but the cool thing. The figure at that time, for some reason, like the R-Truth basic figure had just come out and it was his like second figure that had come out because there's an elite before that. And then the basic couldn't find mm-hmm. the basic. But we had, my wife ended up finding two at the, the Toys R Us. that was in Carrie. Um, she had happened to call out of work. Um, they, they had two of them there. So they held the held them for us. We went and picked them up. Uh, the attention was to get one signed and the other one was for me, obviously, to, that I was going to open and you know put on display. So we get uh, flash flash forward to like come, go to the theater um, and you know, I get my picture taken with R-Truth and you know, we're talking for a couple minutes and you know, we signed some figure and you know, I've been looking for this figure like everywhere like it's always sold out every store that I go to. I can't seem to find it. He's like, you know, my son, you know, I wanted to get it for my son. I was like, well, that's cool. 
So we're sitting there, we go watch the movie and I come out. It's like, I said to my wife, you know, like, I think I'm going to give him the extra figure. Cause I had it with me because I just left it in the car. Mm-hmm. So I go to, you know, the driver of the, you know, the car that he was in. I say, Hey, I wanted to give this figure to truth. And he's like, Oh man, just go, you know, just go give it to himself. It'll probably mean more to him. You know, if you actually gave it to him, then, you know, you leave it here with me. I was like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. So, so I go to the door to the theater. They wouldn't let me back in. The guy, the guy at the door, the usher at the door wouldn't let me back in. So I had to tell him like, Hey, I just wanted to give this to, um, to our truth. And that that's pretty much it. Like just in and out real quick. So after explaining to mm-hmm. him what I was trying to do, he's like, yeah, okay, cool. So he let me go in. Um, our truth gets through the line. You know, I'm last in line for the second showing of the people that were there to meet him. And, um, I went up to the table again and I said, Hey man, you know, I actually got two of these. Like I was going to keep one for my collection, like just to open it and put it on my shelf. But I figured, you know, since you were looking for it for your son, it'd probably be mean more to him to have it than it would be to me to have an extra one on my shelf when I've got one signed by you. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, dude, that's the coolest thing. Like, he's just real appreciative and like super cool with it. So it was awesome. It's like our truth. Yeah. Like, I haven't met, like, there's not a wrestler that I've met that has been like a total dick. Like, everyone has mm-hmm. been like super cool and very appreciative. So yeah. it's pretty awesome. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So that was uh that was story time with the Russell Getting Podcast. Yeah. You know, something 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 new, something different. Try it out. See what people think. Yeah. And I figured like most of us have met well between the three of us, we've met some people, like different wrestlers and stuff. I'm sure we could have some stories that we could tell. Yeah. Ooh. all right so uh that's all i got with that so let's uh get into the news well, hotline fans i have got a hotline rumor for you the number what's the number let me call the number in the hoaxers hotline you may do so by dialing one 945 all right carl the news is brought to us each and every week by Date Nights in a Box. So be sure to check, check out datenightsinabox.createjoy.com for a one-of-a-kind curated date night theme sent to your doorstep monthly. Uh, if you're going to be stuck in the house with your significant other, why not try Date Nights in a Box to help you plan a one-of-a-kind date night? You can also save some money by using BJ's in a Box at checkout. That's BJ's as in blowjobs in a box. We'll sign up for your subscription today at datenightsinabox.createjoy.com. So if you really want to know why Garrett uh, couldn't be on the show tonight, um, <laughs> is he actually got a, a date night in a box. And uh, I was telling him this cool trick that he could do if he got Hall's uh, cough drops and some um, saran wrap. So you put the saran wrap over the vagina and you put like one of the Hall menthol cough drops in your mouth and you know you go to town on your significant other and they really enjoy it and that's why uh garrett couldn't be with us tonight (laughs) oh man (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, I think my wife wanted to. My <laughs> wife was trying to fill in for Garrett this week. <laughs> 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 to come on with a big bag of golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right. Oh, let's let's get into it here. Uh, the biggest news story coming from this week: we had uh, WWE release some more uh, superstars uh, from their contracts. Uh, a couple surprising names in Braun Strowman, um, Alistair Black. Um, Alistair had just been brought back on TV. And, of course, Strowman has been relatively, uh, pretty much been on TV like every week up until um, that last pay-per-view. Like he really hasn't been doing too much on there since since he lost that triple threat match with um, Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Which triple threat? He's lost a match triple threat matches. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Ruby Riot was another surprising one as she was um, on TV was as well. Um, apparently, Natalia had leaked that Ruby and Liv were expected to win the the tag titles. They were pretty much next in line to uh, to run with the women's tag team championships. Uh, Buddy Murphy was another one. Lana. Which I'm honestly surprised it took this long, and uh, Santana Garrett, who was rumored to be making her debut on SmackDown relatively soon as well. So, um, I'm not like I said, I'm not surprised. Murphy, I'm not really surprised about because, like, mm-hmm. I like Murphy. He's a good talent, good good mid card mm-hmm. talent. Um, puts on some great matches, especially you know when he was cruiserweight champion. Uh, with the 205 Live brand, um, some great work with Rollins as one of his disciples. But it's uh, he's just one of those guys that really didn't catch on. Um, and I think a lot of that downfall was when they split up him and Wesley Blake in NXT, um, the tag team Blake and Murphy, when they were managed by Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So I, I think mean, that but- pretty much was the, the downfall from those. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a good talent. He's just not charismatic. Like, not the most no. charismatic person. Yeah. No. And I think given, like, like if he has, like, a serious character, um, like, he'd be great. He'd be a great addition to Impact's X Division, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. He'd be a great addition to the ROH roster with his style. Um, NWA, he'd be a great fit on NWA as well. Um, even AEW, he'd probably add some more depth to their roster, but AEW's already loaded anyway. Um, yeah, AEW, they're probably making some cuts of their own pretty soon. Yeah. Even with that second television show, adding an extra hour to uh, their TNT deal, um, I still don't think they're going to be able to showcase a lot of the talent that they have. But I think out of this list, if they were to pursue anybody, Alistair Black, would probably be the biggest bet for them. Yeah. I think AEW, they get the benefit of the doubt because they're not like Vince McMahon where they actually like terminate people's contracts. AEW, yeah. like they've been just letting people's contracts expire. Yeah. So like if you go back and watch like old AEW shows, you'll start to see people like Awesome Kong and... Um, uh, was it Shauna was one that they, their contract expired. Which yeah. apparently there were some issues with Shauna as well. Um, the way that she 
she had some attitude issues with a lot of the talent backstage. So um, from the stuff that I've read with that, I'm surprised they didn't let her, they didn't resign her or not surprised they didn't resign her. From what rumor, rumors I heard, you know, it wasn't any legit source, but from what I heard, there's been a lot of kind of uh, conflicts backstage in AEW um, as of late. I'm not surprised because you had that whole thing with Ivelisse and Thunder Rosa, which sucks because Ivelisse was a phenomenal talent. Um, like her and Diamante, like if they were to do like a women's tag division, which they can, they have the depth in a roster to do that. They could have dominated that. Like they won that women's tournament to begin with, but um, it's just terrible. So Diamante has kind of just been floundering a little bit. Uh, without Eva Lease there. I know she was on, I think she was on Dark this week, but I'm like, she's someone that they, they could use a little bit more. But Santana Garrett could be a huge asset to AEW's women's division. Like, I think her and Britt Baker, her and Thunder Rosa can put on some really good matches as well. It's just a lot of WWE fans never really got to see her really perform because she had like a couple squash matches against Charlotte, and that was pretty much it. And she was used mainly as a, a trainer in NXT. Hey, I wish she could train Britt Baker on how to wrestle. <laughs> oh, man. And then Lana's probably going to end up in AEW anyway with, with uh, her husband. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. with that one. So. I mean, wherever she goes, she'll probably just be like a manager, I'm assuming. Yeah, I. that was probably her best role in WWE was managing Rusev. Um, I mean, she did take her training seriously, like her, I know she was training a lot with Natty and, uh, Mandy Rose and, uh, Tyson kids. I know Tyson kid and Natty were working with the two of them pretty, pretty closely the last couple yeah. months. So, I mean, I mean you so can tell small. she's so small. If you put her in a match with like Riho or somebody smaller, yeah, you know, like she might be able to put on a decent match, but yeah. Um, and honestly, I'd be I'd be really surprised if Strowman shows up anywhere, uh, especially with the comments that he made last year um, during like the middle of the whole pandemic, like at the height of the pandemic, talking about indie wrestlers need to find real jobs and quit complaining. Um, and he also said that if he was ever to leave WWE, he would never work for another company, and that would be the end of his wrestling career. So hopefully, he sticks yeah. to his word. <laughs> No, I I don't think he's gonna stick to his word. I don't, um, I don't think so either. So yeah, that money train comes rolling up to his door. He's gonna go with someone. So and the smart thing for him is like he um, he never was really used that well at WWE. Uh, I don't know if it's you know his fault or you know especially the last the, couple of years he's just yeah like because he was on that hot streak for a while and they never capitalized on it. So like, if if I was him, I would kind of lay low, um, you know, maybe six months. Uh, well, he's got he's got maybe, at least ninety days to do nothing. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I would do a bit longer than ninety days. I'm talking about maybe, you know, six months, maybe a year. Uh, just kind of lay low. Uh, maybe do some independent shows here or there. But like he could really come in to like Impact or AEW as like the monster. And be billed as a monster, you know what I mean? And kind of yeah. get that. Could you imagine him and Archer going at it? Yeah. 
him and Archer. Um, you think about Strowman and Wardlow. Yeah, we some pretty solid but, uh, stuff. Oh. Yeah, he just he was never for some reason, which is surprising because you know Vince loves his big guys. It just yeah, I don't know. And then he became like a scapegoat for McIntyre, or basically he became the guy to take the pinfall for whoever didn't want to lose a match yep. uh, for whatever reason. His, his title win was uh, WrestleMania last year because Roman was out. Yeah. No, it, so they, used, just like they a, just threw him in there to, you know, to take the title off of, was it Goldberg? Yeah. Um, but that's yeah. that pretty much uh, it. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty much the biggest news coming out of that. So, I mean, if you look at it, um, so it was, well, it was like, uh, Keith Lee got released too, right? During the last round. Did he? Did he? Well, they, it was rumored, but I don't think he'd like. I, I think, heard no, I think he was on the the rumored list. So yeah, it was like him and yeah. Liv Morgan and like a couple other ones that were rumored. Um, apparently, yeah. there's more cuts expected from uh, the stuff that I've seen. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, but even just like Alistair Black, Strowman, Samoa Joe, and, like a couple of the other ones that have been released over the last couple of weeks. Or probably the last yeah, few I mean, weeks. To, like it's pretty. Yeah, Samoa Joe, like he hadn't really wrestled in a while. I can kind of see. Yeah. The rest of these people on the list, like, don't get me wrong, they're talented. Um, besides maybe Alistair Black and Strowman, though, like, mm, like I, you know, nobody's going to Raw to see them, or nobody's going to go to SmackDown to see them. You know what I mean? Well, they're good, but they're not captivating or anything like that. I was a pretty big Ruby Riot fan, so I would have went SmackDown for Ruby. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I, mean, I think she's going to be an asset to whatever roster picks her up as well because she's <clears throat> like single wrestler, like singles. She's a great talent. Um, just you know, you've brought up the point numerous times with her and Liv as their tag team trying out like moves in the middle of matches and stuff like that that don't seem to flow very well but given like the couple the few singles like the singles matches that she's had like because think about it they put her ronda rousey when she came up like she had that little feud with the ruby riot and they're decent Mm -hmm. matches and then she had you know 15 like they gave her and charlotte 15 minutes on a pay-per-view and you know ruby and charlotte pretty much put on a great match yeah. yeah, I mean Charlotte has a lot of great matches with people, but um, yeah, to me, like she'd probably benefit more from like an AEW. Yeah, uh, AEW or like Impact's roster. Impact's roster to me is like a little too good for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, if she went to AEW, she could you know be near the top. You know, yeah. um, Impact like. Don't get me wrong. Like I think has like a better women's division um, than well, no, not. I wouldn't say Ross. Eh, I don't know. Impact is not too like they're definitely better than AEW, and they're not too far off from NXT. Yeah, um, Impact. Impact has like if you take WWE's women's roster, that includes NXT. That's the best women's roster, hands down. Impact is is a second is is second to to WWE. 
just like the talent that they've got in that on that roster right now. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd to me, I like it. behind impact. Yeah, um, if I'm watching women's wrestling, I would watch uh, Impact before I'd watch AW. Like, this look at AW's per view, like, you know, uh, uh, the opener was NWA, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, the buy in was uh, Serena D versus Rio. Yeah, it's and, like you bring in someone from the organization just because you're. Roster kind of stuff. Well, Serena Deeb is on AEW's roster. She's signed to oh, AEW. She? Yeah, is she? She just happened. They just gave her the NWA title. Just a. Uh, oh, okay. I thought I thought TV she was doing like, like the. I thought she's kind of doing the. Uh, well, she's Thunder um, Yeah, she's thing. yeah, she's signed to AEW. They actually signed her. Um, oh, okay. And then she's the one that they dropped the AEW women's. The, not the AEW, but the NWA women's title too. So just from kind of, I don't, I don't know what the purpose of, I don't know if that was like part of the agreement with NWA for having Thunder Rosa on there defending the title as they had to drop it to like one of their talent, which obviously happened when Serena Deeb won. But um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see what goes from there because we got. um. Serena Deeb's actually going to defend that title again this weekend um, on NWA Winter Shadows Fall against Camille. So, where is uh, uh, where's Marty Bell at? That's is a good question because I have not seen her. I think uh, she was one of the ones that they released uh, during COVID, or they let her contract run out like they did with Zicky Dice. Um, mm-hmm. Which I'm I'm still surprised nobody's picked up Zicky Dice. Hey, that like he was one of the hottest things rolling with NWA, and no one's picked him yeah. up. It's just insane to me. Um, but yeah, I think Marty was one of the ones that like they let her contract expire or they release, let her get her release from the yeah. contract. Somebody sign Marty Bell, please. <laughs> God, yes, like you impact ROH. Um, somebody like ROH is starting to set up their women's roster as well. Um, they've been doing um, women's women's Wednesday, women's wrestling Wednesdays. So they've been doing okay. like a women's wrestling match every Wednesday on their YouTube channel. Um, so pretty much the like they've been doing like winners of those matches uh, qualify for the women's Gold Rush tournament that they're doing to crown the new um, ROH Women's Champion, which would be later this yeah. summer. So. Yeah, to be honest, I. Uh, Ring of Honor, I think. I think like the last Ring of Honor match I watched was like the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. <laughs> I I stopped watching oh. last year when like when they were doing like all the crappy like oh here's this match from two weeks ago, and it was just like a clip show. Like that's that I stopped yeah. watching. Um, I haven't. Well, there's so much wrestling out there. It's like it's it's hard to just pick up another show and start watching again. Um, but then yeah. again, I haven't watched Raw in two weeks, so maybe I can just replace Raw with Ring of Honor and go from there. Ring so, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that was pretty much the biggest news uh, coming out of this week. There's not really – wasn't like a whole lot um, that I saw that was really – I guess the, the rumors are the reason why they're doing these cuts is the sign uh, 
Cena and uh, Lesnar to deals the Wrestle SummerSlam. Yeah, um, that there's there's a bunch of stuff going on with that. So like, there's rumors that Vince is like trying to see about selling and is trying to like tighten up the, yeah. uh, the budget and get certain I, I don't, people off the books. I don't think he's selling because um, cutting people, especially like decent talent, I don't think would be. You know, I'm saying like if you're if you're some yeah. kind of company, like them just like firing people. Yeah, there's another thing too that um that uh, Tommy had brought up while I was listening to the latest edition of the Run In podcast. Um, like you brought up a good point with that as well. Um, it could have been something where maybe they're trying to renegotiate a contract, like say Strowman, and Strowman didn't want to, you know, renegotiate for a lower deal, so they just released him. Yeah, I mean that could have been something too, which I guess a lot of the NFL teams do that as well. Like they'll yeah. like some of the guys will like, well, I'll just take my release and go try this free agent thing, or you know, they'll just ride out the rest of their contracts. Yeah, but, um, I mean, and the thing too is. Is um, WWE is a corporation, so absolutely. Uh, I mean, Vince is the the you know owns the most shares or whatever, but he still is responsible to shareholders to produce a profit. Um, and so you know you gotta make cuts where you gotta make cuts. Um, yeah, even and, even uh, on top of that too, you think about that that deal that they made with Peacock for the network. Like, yeah, that was a crap ton of money. Like, we're talking, I think it was billions. But still, like, that money's going back into the product, you know, to pay talent, pay staff, pay all this other stuff. But the second you start, because last week there's like, over 100 people that go from their digital division um, mm-hmm. being condensed down with Fox doing a lot of their social networking for SmackDown and, like, other WWE-related stuff. Um, so you have, like, their whole social network team. Um like YouTube, all that, like yeah. you have wrestlers that are creating content and they can upload and they can create and upload the stuff themselves to WWE's channel. It's like, you don't really need like a whole team to do that stuff anymore. I yeah. like two or three people, but uh, yeah. All right. So let's, let's go from that to, Oh man. Figure news. Oh, this is going to be a fun one here. Um, <laughs> last weekend, Double or Nothing, AW Fan Fest, uh, which was the Saturday before Double or Nothing. Uh, Jeremy Padauer, the uh, quote-unquote fig father, uh, the godfather of wrestling figures here, who pretty much changed the game on how wrestling figures are looked, um, aside from just toys, as more of a collectible thing, um, announced some whole slew of new stuff. Uh, coming this year from uh, Jazzwares, uh, we've got some new wrestling buddies. I don't know, if Carl. Do you have a wrestling like buddy? The, like the plush? Uh, yeah, no, I did not. Uh, my, my, uh, I think my cousin Ricky had like a Hulk Hogan, maybe, or my. Um, I had a. Uh, I just wrestled with pillows. <laughs> I had a big boss man. Um, which was the pretty much only one that was easily found in stores. Like all the rest of them were harder to find. I think I, I saw Legion of Doom once. 
and they were sold as a two pack, but they my parents wouldn't buy them because they're too expensive. So, but those the two that I really wanted, but I got um got the big boss man one year for Christmas. So I was still happy. I had a big boss man to beat up. But uh yeah, wrestling buddies are coming back. Uh they I guess will be available more so on ringside collectibles. Uh the first series of these is gonna be Darby Allen, uh Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and Luchasaurus. And they will have a uh, thing inside that will actually they'll talk and you know make noises as they get beat up. So pretty cool with those. Um, we also had announced the first three waves of the new Unmatched series, uh, which we uh, revealed the DPCI for those. I think it was like last week or the week before, uh, which you can find that on our Instagram and our Twitter. Uh, so Unmatched Series 1 is going to include the first ever Miro figure as well as the first ever Britt Baker figure in that. Um, then we're going to get some repaints of Kenny Omega, Dustin Rhodes, and Blue and Black, which I kind of might pick that one up. That actually looks pretty cool. Um, and an LJN-style Cody Rhodes. So it'll be like the old... WWE, uh, the old like wrestling superstars, LGN, the big rubber figures. Um, oh, okay. So, like, the whole point of the Unmatched series is to do like different things and get more talent out on the shelves, or more pretty much more figures. So, it's just it's basically a new set, so they get more retail space. Pretty much what it is. <clears throat> um, Unmatched series two, uh, they announced Sting who is part of their Luminary subline. So I guess, which is more of like a Legends uh, subline. So we'll be getting a, a Sting figure from how many Sting figure? How many Sting figures are out there, you would say? Like, I'd he's up there, say... like, there with like John Cena, maybe, right? I, I don't think he's up that, that high. Um, I'm looking at right now just from Mattel. Uh, one, two, three, four, five that I've got on my shelf. Um, WCW Toy Biz line. I know there's probably uh, five or six from that line as well. Glue, like a bunch of other ones. I'd probably say he's probably got around like 30 figures. But if John, you Cena, go for, like, John the, Cena's got a shit ton. So if you go for like his beach, like his um, white blonde hair, old school thing stuff too. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, if you count all that, it's he. He's probably got. A, I'd probably say like at least thirty to forty, like because there really wasn't a whole lot of um sting action figures. Because Galoob, I think the Galoob figures with, that came out around the time the Hasbro's did. I think there's just one sting figure in that line, and that was pretty much it until um. WCW did San Francisco Toy Makers. There was a figure for that line. They had a vibrating figure, which is super weird. Yeah, they it was supposed to simulate like wrestling, like action or whatever. Like they had a button on the side that made them vibrate. So, so mama could have pretty... fun too. <laughs> <laughs> they were really really weird figures. Um, they had those in the Toy Biz line. Uh, which was more like action figure oriented. There's like a bunch of stings for that figure for that set. And that was pretty much it till impact. Uh, put out a few under there when Sting was under contract with them. 
And then he didn't have mm-hmm. anything until he signed with WWE and um, had some figures. And then the Mattel figures came out. So I'd, I'd probably say around like between 30 and 40 total, give or take a couple. But um, So, yeah, so the first ever Sting figure is coming in Unmatched Series 2 from Jazzwares. It's the first AEW Sting be figure. Gray-headed? Yeah, it's, it's old man Sting. <laughs> it's from his um his um dynamite debut. So I'll have like yeah, okay. the same t-shirt on and stuff. Uh Ty Conti is getting her first ever figure. Super excited on that one. Um from the writers at the show, the figure looks great. The sing figure looks great too. Um MJF is getting a new figure. Uh Pride and Powerful. Uh Santana and Ortiz are getting their next figures in Unmatched Series 2. These ones are a like the unrivaled figures that they have for Santana Ortiz look amazing. These ones are like a another notch up. Like these these things look awesome. The the ring attire looks amazing as well. Um Wardlow's getting his first figure in this line. So we're getting on Matt Series 2, we're getting three new figures and three repaints. Um and unmatched series three is dark order the the whole entire wave except for one figure is dark order so we're getting Brody lee uh Stu grayson evil uno anna j and jonathan silver and then we're getting uh ljn sal darby allen which actually looks pretty cool does darby allen come with a skateboard uh his both his figures do actually the uh unrivaled figure and the uh, unmatched figure that's coming out both have skateboards. Mm-hmm. Which I think the, the unmatched figure actually looks pretty cool. I might I might end up buying a Darby Allen. We'll see. I told you he uh, was a fan, man. <laughs> I I never said he wasn't entertaining. I just I don't like the character. Mm-hmm. That's that's all it is. He puts out his matches are really good. Um like especially the last few that he was doing, like that match with Miro a couple weeks ago was was great. Um, then the you know the couple matches he had before that were pretty good too. Like, oh, you know, like I'm not I don't knock his in ring ability. It's just the like I just I don't like the character as much. So um, we also got announcements for Unrivaled Series Seven and Unrivaled Series Eight. Uh, series Seven is going to include the first figure for Lance Archer in the NWA series. Uh, I think this is actually going to be his second action figure because he did have one in the TNA Marvel Toy Biz line as Lance Hoyt. Um, FTR is getting their first AEW figures as well. Um, I'm kind of psyched to grab those. I want to see how well they compare against the uh, the Revival Mattel figures that I have. Uh, Nyla Rose is getting her first ever figure, and she'll come with the uh, AEW Women's Championship. And the Young Bucks are getting another release as well. And then on Rivaled Series 8, we're getting the best friends, Trent and Chuck Taylor, also getting another Orange Cassidy. Uh, Chris Statlander is getting her first figure. Uh, Chris Jericho is getting another release. And Moxley is getting another release under Unrivaled Series 8. And then we got an Amazon exclusive Jericho coming as well. Uh, which would be Jericho with his uh, his purple shirt, uh, the champion Jericho. And then we're also getting a ringside collectibles exclusive 
authentic scale ring with referee Aubrey. So Aubrey will be oh, the, uh, a figure that comes with the ring, which honestly, I think they should have did that with the first release of the ring instead of having Kenny Omega come with it. It should have had Aubrey included with it, but I mean, at least they're doing it right the second time around. Oh, uh, so that's that. That's all the AEW news. Uh, as far as figure news goes, um, one last thing I've got here is Zombie Sailor Toys. Uh, Hercules Hernandez added to the lineup, so we will be getting figures of both power and glory. Um, super excited about that. Um, Zombie is definitely killing it with these releases. So. All right. So figure news. Let's um, ready to get in the ring, Carl. All right, let's go bell to bell. So let's kick it off here. AEW double or nothing. Um, I watch highlights. Carl actually watched the pay-per-view. Uh, I think you said you missed mm-hmm. the first match, which was Paige and Cage. Yeah, I missed the page. Uh, the thing I was streaming in Lauf of uh, kind of was acting up. And uh, by the time I got it working again, it was uh, the books and uh, uh coming out. All right. Okay, so the buy-in kicked off um, with, like we mentioned earlier, Serena Deeb taking on Riho for the NWA Women's Championship. Um, I'm the only one that picked Serena Deeb to retain. Uh, both you and Garrett picked Riho. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but going into uh, when we do our NWA preview, I'm pretty sure that Serena Deeb's going to be dropping that title to Camille. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I, I would think so. Uh, let's see. Adam Page and Brian Cage. Great opener from some of the highlights that I saw. Um, and there was a uh, a clip in there where Cage looked like he was, he was trying to do the, uh, the buckshot lariat and stumbled a little bit. So I don't know if that was – it might have been like an intentional thing where like, you know, like he was trying to do it but couldn't – you know, pull it off exactly like Page could, or it could have been like a botch, but I'm not sure on that one. Uh, Adam Page yeah. picked up the win. Um, Garrett, uh, yeah, Carl, you're the only one that picked Cage. Yeah, so both Garrett and I picked uh, the Hangman. Uh, let's see. So we go tag team championship match Young Bucks taking on Kingston and Moxley. Uh, the Bucks picked up the win on this one. Uh, pretty much your typical Young Bucks match. Um, but, of course, they got to get their spots in. Yeah, and yeah. So I think this is uh, a lot of people. Are, it's pretty much the same. It's the same formula for every Young Bucks match. Uh, they're going to get their big spots in. They're going to get their super kicks in. There was one thing that I saw, uh, which I agree with the friends of the Run-In podcast. Uh, DJ had pointed out. When I was watching the highlights on this, uh, 
Mox was trying to do like a reverse suplex. And then one of the Bucks came over and like picked him up and did like a reverse suplex too. It was like really weird and just and like disrupted the flow with the match. It was just it was one of those yeah. things that was just kind of meh. But I'm like, yeah. this whole match was kind of I wasn't into this to begin with um, when I saw that the, when they actually announced that this was going to be official because I I don't mm-hmm. think Kingston and Moxley deserved a tag team title match. Yeah, I mean, it was okay uh, for what it was, but it wasn't like, like I'm not going to tell my kids, you know, one day about uh, the Young Bucks the versus Young Bucks. Kingston and Moxley. Mox- Mox- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm going to okay. tell my kids anything about the Young Bucks. <laughs> 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 I might just show them a picture of the Rockers and say, hey, these were the Young Bucks. These <laughs> are the Young Bucks. <laughs> So, oh man, yeah. So Young Bucks retained. Um, you said Kingston and Moxley. Garrett and I both picked the Young Bucks. Uh yes. Yeah. Uh Casino Battle Royal. Leo Rush was the wild card for this one. Did not see that coming at all. No, so, I know, but it wasn't that big of a fucking surprise. I mean, you know, no. I mean, it's Leo Rush. I mean. It was cool yeah. to see him. Um, hopefully, he got he's got his shit together. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me, but it looks like he's already signed with New Japan, so that may have just been a one-off thing with him and um and AEW. But it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we all actually picked Christian to win this, and he was eliminated by Jungle Boy. Yeah, it was down to them too. Um. And when it got down to them too, I mean, they did pretty good with it. Uh, I mean, the the uh, battle royal itself was. Uh, it was kind of it was, uh, eh. it was more like a meh type thing. Eh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of. I mean, it kind of flowed okay for uh, battle royal. Uh, the only thing I will say though is, dude, I'm tired of the fucking Joker cosplay. Um, <laughs> It's like, is everybody got a fucking Joker cosplay? Fucking pretty much. Uh, ring attire now. Well, I, I mean, there are two or three in this match. I'm like, god damn. Yeah, I know Pentagon had it. Pentagon's ring attire, like his his ring attire, actually looked pretty awesome. As yeah, far as like looked, you know, Joker stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I want a two pack uh, Pentagon, just a two pack of Pentagon, because he did a Batman one. Um, I think it's either earlier this year or last year, and then the Joker one. So I just want a two pack of Pentagon as the Batman and Joker. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take that all day. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then what's his name from um, the Dark Order? I had his like old mask that looks like Joker face paint. Jesus. Oh man, I, I don't know. I know Joker's like iconic, but like y'all need to yeah, get together I mean, with your ring gear, figure out what you're doing before. I mean, you it's kind of. It's kind of overplayed. Like, to be honest, I mean, I know you're a big fan of like comic books and uh, stuff like that, but uh, I I could deal without the fucking superhero cosplay. Yeah, because you um, think about it, what do we got? WWE, the last the last pay per view we had was it WrestleMania? I don't remember. Oh, which the one, but it, uh, it was, they um, had the uh, Power Rangers. That was pretty cool. The oh, Greek, that was uh, awesome. Yeah, the green. I was psyched about that when I showed my son, and he flipped out. My oldest son, 
because he's a huge Power Rangers fan um, to the point where, you know, Tommy's his favorite and he loves the White Ranger. Um, so he was like super psyched to see that. Plus, Xavier Woods, you know, his name's Xavier. My oldest son's name is Xavier. So instant, like his name is Xavier and he's dressed as Tommy, the White Ranger. Oh, my God. He's so cool. So, yeah. But uh, their, their ring gear was nice. It was on point. I'm glad they got new ring gear because I was getting tired of seeing the Mortal Kombat ones every week. <laughs> as cool as those were, um, I'm glad they busted out something new. So we'll see the uh, Power Rangers gear for the next two months. But um, yeah, the uh, what was it Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan were the Joker and Harley for the uh, that tag title match that they were in. And yeah. it's like Alexa Bliss has done Harley. It, it's like you see all kinds of like things. And then, you know, Rey Mysterio and Dominic were Batman and Robin. So Batman just, and Robin. And then uh, he's done Flash. and He's done Flash. Uh, he's done the Joker. I mean, the Dark Knight Joker he's done. Uh, yeah. Kofi Kingston has done the Joker. Uh, Kofi's done like a whole bunch of different comic expired gears. He's done the Joker. He's done Batman. Sting's done the Joker. Yeah. It's, just, it's insane. Like how how much comics are influenced in wrestling or how much wrestling is influenced by comics, especially when it comes to see what we need. Is, we need somebody to go like old school, do like fucking like Rick Rude tights and like get your opponent's wife spray painted on your fucking cock. Well, didn't the <laughs> Velveteen Dream did that? <laughs> oh, did when he? he was wrestling? Um, um, was it strong? I think when he wrestled Roddy, uh, he had uh, he got Roddy's uh, wife's face uh, airbrushed on his tights. Uh, okay, yeah. that was when he was um, North American champion. So, okay. or you was, know, uh, do some you know, you know, some stars like Macho Man and some stripes. Yeah. Uh, Brutus, Brutus Barber Beefcake and get like your ass cheeks. I, w- I will say uh, uh, Britt Baker's ring attire from Double or Nothing was a kind of cool throwback to um, uh, Scott Hall's with the like the blood drips. I know a lot of people were mm-hmm. you know saying you know it's like inspired by her match with Thunder Rosa with the blood and everything but it was um, I was getting more of Scott Hall vibes from that than I was um, you know, bloody Britt Baker. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Back to it. Casino Battle Royal. Um, Jungle Boy, man. I I think they they did the right thing by having Jungle Boy win this over Christian. I don't. I don't. I think. Um. Because, I mean, right, Jungle Boy won so he could lose to Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's good. Uh, he's one of those people, like, I would have rather seen him get a shot to TNT title than Mira. Yeah. Um, but, or, 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 or shot at the Well, he did. Title, he did get that you know? shot at the uh, the TNT title, title I mean, with uh, Darby Allen. Yeah, well, when I say Mira shot did. at the title, I mean... I mean, I like to like see him have a run with a title. Run with the yeah, title. I yeah, I like to have see him have a run with a title. I mean, he's had opportunities, um, and he's had big matches. 
and he's delivered on all those big matches. Like I, I think like you should give him a belt, uh, and let him run with it. You know, have a run with like tag team titles, him and Luchasaurus. You know, the TNT title. Um, yeah. It's this. Uh, I mean, to have him go lose to Kenny Omega, that's not like, oh, you know, congratulations, you get to be the next victim of Kenny Omega. Um. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think Christian, Christian, you know, Christian could have took the loss, wouldn't hurt his career none. Uh, Jungle Boy is like, uh, it's just stupid to have him. You know, they kind of did the same thing. It's like, you know, give him a shot or don't, but just don't get upset if. You know, eventually they signed with, you know, uh, Mr. McMahon because um, <laughs> he has an eye for talent. And I know everybody says they're happy at uh, AEW, but uh, like Million Dollar Man said, everybody has a price. Absolutely. Um, so I, ju- I just pulled up the, go a little more offside uh, sidetracked here. I just pulled up the AEW rankings for this week. Um, so Jungle Boy, of course, is ranked number one because he won the Battle Royal. So that instantly put him in the number one spot. Uh, Hangman Page mm-hmm. is number two. Darby Allen's number three. Moxley's four. Orange Cassidy's number five. And those are the uh, rankings for the world champion and the TNT championship. Women's division, yeah. Thunder Rosa, of course, is number one, obviously, because we're, we're getting Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa um, feud over yeah. this title. So, I mean, that's, that's the smart money. Uh, Ty Conti is number two. Nyla Rose is number three. Uh, Sheeta, after losing that title, got bumped all the way down to number four. And uh, Layla Hirsch, hey, legit. I know, it's crazy. She's like 38 and nine overall, um, 48 and one for the year, or four and one for the year. Um, legit Layla Hirsch, 12 and three. So she's number five. And uh, tag team division, the varsity blondes are back up at number one. Uh, the acclaimed are number two. Private party, surprisingly number three, but they're undefeated. FTR is undefeated as well at four and zero. They're number four, and uh, Moxley and Kingston got knocked down to number five. So my thing is this: if the Varsity Blondes are twelve and four, but Private Party is five and zero, which is where Moxley and Kingston were prior to Double or Nothing, why aren't Private Party number one in the rankings for? the tag team titles, but Moxley and Kingston were. Because private parties heels, and so it would make sense to have heels heels for the title. I Like, if your rankings are supposed to be I mean, it's the logical thing. I mean, it's the logical thing, but... Yeah. They said that records matter. Apparently, they don't. It's storyline, like, everywhere. Everywhere else. Yeah. All right. So Jungle Boy wins the Battle Royal. He's ranked number one. Uh, we want to the next match. Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. Um, I assumed Agogo was going to pick up the win on this one, but apparently Cody can't lose anybody. Um, you and Garrett both said Cody, and Cody picked up the win. Uh, yeah. Squashing another oh. talent on the roster. As much as I love Cody... Um, I really think um, a go-go should have went over on this one. I I don't think so. Did you like? Did, did you see the highlights of this match? I it looked pretty bad to begin with. Yeah, a go a go-go probably should train 
I think he. Uh, I mean, I know he has like a boxing background or whatever, but I think he should work on his wrestling a little bit more before he gets like a major push. And he needs a better finisher than this like gut punch thing. Yeah. Like, and then like Cody, be... Cody Rhodes, like the whole American thing, it's like, dude, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. That, Look like that, uh, that gut punch should be like a signature move, like Roman Superman punch, not not a finisher. But... He looked like the fucking Patriot had the yard sale. <laughs> Man. Uh, let's go from that one to probably one of the better matches um, on here. The TNT Championship match, Miro versus Archer. Um, Archer took an ass whooping in this match and like totally like threw himself around the ring, like everywhere around the arena. Um, really, really like nice, hard fought. I don't know, like to quote JR, it was, it was a slobber knocker, pretty much. Like, th- this was a brawl. So, I mean, he got in his, he got in his, it was, um, yeah, it was like the clash of like some big guys. Um, it was a good match. It was, um, I forgot who was I bitching about the other day where it was like two big men and they were doing like the, um, was it big cast? Um, I think, I think where they were like both big, bigger guys and they kind of like, yeah, this is like a, this is like kind of ideally how that match it where uh, uh, <laughs> you're the big guy versus like another big, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't it the it was the big time wrestling thing that we were talking about? Wasn't it? We saw Big Cass. I, I don't think it was big time wrestling. I think it was the Impact pay per view. Um, oh yeah, with um Cass and um, what the hell did he wrestle? I forgot who he wrestled now, but wrestled. yeah. But who, whoever he wrestled was like another big guy. But Willie like Mack Cass played the Cass and Willie Mack. Mack. Yeah, yep. Yeah, and it's like big enough to wrestle you. Uh, this is yep. how that match should have went. Like you had two big guys. They were doing power moves. It wasn't like Brock Lesnar um, um, moves, or they were doing like the same, you know, three moves over and over to each other. But it was. It was a, a good match. Good house. And apparently, uh, Archer, Archer, is it? Archer got thrown into the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> so that was um like this to see someone like Archer being manhandled like that. Uh, is like definitely is something that's going to make you pay attention to the match. And the, this is how. If you think about it, this is how Miro uh, pretty much was prior to the WrestleMania where he wrestled Cena, where he came out in the tank. Like, he was built to be a monster. And then, like, after losing to Cena, which he should have won that match at WrestleMania, honestly, but, like, everything just kind of went downhill um, after losing that that Mania match at Cena. So this is how how his career should have gone in WWE. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, they, they pretty much like a comedy thing like they do with a lot of 
Yeah. And then even when he was, then even when he got himself like super over with that Rusev Day thing, like they never capitalized on it either. They just kind of left them, left them like high and dry. You know? It's pretty much like they just hate it when talent gets themselves over so on their own natural ability and not on a uh, pre-written script. So, uh, all right. So, um, women's championship match: Sheeta taking on Britt Baker. Oh, by the way. Um, Garrett picked Archer to win. You and I both picked Miro on that last match. Oh, Miro retains. Uh, women's championship: Sheeta versus Baker. Um, I picked Britt Baker, and you and Garrett picked Sheeta. So, yeah, Britt Baker picks up the win on that one. I, I um, wish highlights I saw uh, it was a pretty decent match. So, eh, Baker. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, you can <laughs> also know. tell that. <laughs> You guess I could tell that she was about to win because she was like almost crying before the match. I'm like, yeah. oh, she's gonna win. Yeah. This uh, this right here, this like Britt Baker, Sheeta, and Thunder Rosa. Even Thunder Rosa is not officially signed to AEW, but these three are the faces of your women's division right now for AEW, and these are the three that they should be building the division around. Like they they legit just need to work out a deal to get Thunder Rosa on their roster like permanently. Um they need to do something with NWA to do that. But um even not if it's Thunder Rosa, even Nyla Rose, you could build add her as a face of the division as well and build around the three of them with Sheeta, Baker and Nyla. But you know yeah. there's other talent out there so that they have as well that my... not really utilizing. So. I wouldn't build Around Britt Baker <laughs> or Rio, <laughs> uh, definitely not Rio. De- definitely not Rio. Like she, I'm sorry. Like she's just too small. Um, nothing against small because there are like you know women that are her stature, like Alexa Bliss. But like Rio to me is not entertaining. Alexa Bliss was entertaining, is entertaining. Um, and like she does, she does not that much bigger than Alexa Bliss. And Riho, but Sheeta is more entertaining. Like the first time I saw Sheeta come out, I was like, "Oh, this chick looks awesome. She's got a kendo stick." Like her whole like entrance wardrobe and everything, like on her debut with AEW, is something that kind of grabs your attention. Riho comes out and it's like, "Oh, it's another Japanese wrestling chick." Like there really wasn't anything that made her stand out from from the crowd. But yeah. Uh so we go from that tag team match. Uh Sting and Darby Allen taking on Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Uh we all went with uh Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, but Sting and Darby Allen picked up the win. Uh Sting hey, looked good. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say uh, like, he looked really good. I'm not a I'm not a big Sting fan. Um, never have been. Um, but uh, I mean, this is kudos to him, man. He looked he looked good. And uh, Darby Allen, man, he uh, talking about taking some bumps. He got thrown outside into <laughs> the crowd as well, into his family's. Did uh, he? He got thrown from the ring into the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Ethan Page like channeled his inner Mike Awesome and just launched him from the ring. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently, our uh, our brothers plural, I'm not sure, were in attendance <laughs> and like yeah, they just, like checked him over to the <laughs> ring into that's, his lap. That's awesome. <laughs> um, oh man, but yeah, uh, they treated yeah, him but like poor was, little Spike Dudley, man. <laughs> yeah, but uh. I mean, but he got his he got his his stuff in. Sting got you know the Scorpion. The only thing I didn't like is that he did like a like a little uh, submission move where Sting had somebody in the Scorpion Deathlock, and I forgot I forgot what the other move. Can't remember if it was like an ankle lock or a crossface or something. But then uh, two people were in the submissions like just like raised up and started slapping Darby Allen and. Uh, I forgot who Sting had in the Scorpion Deathlock, but they just like start slapping each other. It's like, dude, Deathlock, you're not gonna raise up and start slapping the, your opponent. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I found that quite comical. So, um, yeah. but that but, uh, that ending sequence there, at least like up till the dive, like Sting took that suplex, and you know did the whole like. Hulk up like no cell on that suplex and pop back up, um, you know, and took out what was it, um, Ethan Page that was on the poker chips or Scorpio, one of the two, like shoved I, them off yeah, the, you know, took them out and then did that dive off of that sack of poker chips and like that was before the, the match started. Oh damn! So, but uh, I thought that was towards the end of the but match. Think- I don't know, but yeah, now yeah. go go look at the uh, the match, man. It's, you'll like it. It's it's good. It's yeah, I'll um, definitely have to check that out. So just the highlights. I mean, it's, um, it's some of the Sting's best work that I've seen in a while. Yeah, and like, well, great. Like this, this is like some of this is up there with the the whole like Joker's thing from Impact. Like that whole entire run. Like that was some of like Sting's best work in Impact was the Joker's thing. But th- this is right up there with that. It's kind of kind of hesitant on uh, Sting actually wrestling a match, but that was yeah, that was definitely awesome. So. Yeah, he uh, looked, he looked good, man. He's like our generation's Terry Funk. <laughs> oh man, World Championship match: Kenny Omega defending against Orange Cassidy and Pac. Uh, we all picked Omega to pick up the win. Highlights on this one: it didn't look too bad of a match. Um, I it mean, actually, we all knew that Omega was going to win, but yeah, I actually I don't know if it's because I went into the match with low expectations. Um, Probably that's that's or, usually how it is. If you have one, yeah, yeah, but stuff, um, so. man, dude, the crowd was fucking behind Orange Cassidy. Uh, and when I say behind Orange Cassidy, they were behind Orange Cassidy. Um, and there was a few times that you thought, like, maybe fucking AW, uh, Tony Khan and them were drinking the Kool-Aid and was going to get behind them and give them the win. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it was great. The commentary, uh, I'm going to say, was kind of stupid at some times. Like, uh, uh, Jim Ross was like, I wonder who uh, the folks over in UK are rooting for. It's like, no, I don't know. Jim Ross <laughs> who would they be, be rooting off. for? <laughs> Jim Ross needs to be off commentary. It's like, just, who, just who give me, give me Excalibur and um, 
uh, what's his face? Tony Schiavone. Just give me those two yeah. every week on commentary. Yeah. Use Jim Ross to do like special interviews and shit. So yeah, but it's like who who you think? I could tell you the rooting for. Why are you even bringing it up? <laughs> uh, um, apparently, we've been joined by John Cena. So I guess uh, he answered our DMs. <laughs> answered our DMs and took us up on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, glad, glad you did could you, join did us. You hear, did you hear what I said? Hey, uh, hey speaking <laughs> of Jim Ross, uh, I uh, I read a uh, article about Jim Ross who said that the Ultimate Warrior has no talent whatsoever. This is blasphemy. I, he's not wrong. I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> he really wrote I mean, the interview he had because it was like on the dark side of the ring thing. He was like. He's like, I don't know how Hulk Hogan let him win at WrestleMania 6. He's like, there's I, no way just, I could have done it. It was the charisma. That's basically, that's all it I was. I mean, the crowd, it's kind of like Orange Cassidy, man. The crowd was behind him. But I will, I will say, though, Orange Cassidy in that match kind of proved that he, like, I wasn't sold on Cassidy and Pac being in the main event picture, in that title match picture. But um, I think Cassidy kind of earned that spot in that match. Yeah, I didn't like the finish. Oh. The finish was kind of a little stupid. That's um, that. A lot of people are saying the finish was kind of wonky. So, um, uh, I'll yeah, be completely a, honest. I've watched zero percent of wrestling this week, and you can judge me for it. That's <laughs> why I shouldn't. I'm gonna do y'all keys to do me, Garrett. Like, uh, yeah, you're kind of on a, a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I did not. I don't know why. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So we kind of obviously we've been recapping uh, double or yeah, nothing. Uh, Stadium Stampede was the main event. Uh, Inner Circle taking on the Pinnacle. If the Inner Circle lost, they were to disband. Um, we all picked the Inner Circle. Inner Circle wins. They stay together. Um, pretty much putting the pinnacle and inner circle at a one to one. Um, so eventually we'll get end up getting a rubber match between the two of these teams. Um, I'm yeah. sure either before um, Jericho tours with Fozzie or when he comes back. So I'm hoping yeah, I, uh, 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 last member to die match. <laughs> last That's member not all they got left to do anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, the, to me, the triple threat should have been the main event because it was a better match than the stadium. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really, I couldn't get into the stadium stampede uh, just because there was too much of the corny uh, bullshit that uh, AEW yeah, does. I think from what uh, I saw last year's, the one they did last year with the inner circle and the elite was a much better, a much better matchup than this one. But and they I mean, uh, and that had Matt Hardy like yo trying to drown. Was it Sammy Guevara? <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> had uh, two. What? Yeah, like a meat freezer, and they have like pig, like fake pigs hanging up in the meat freezer. Uh, <laughs> you always do it. Yeah, that was Gotta fucking stupid. To get strong. Sean but, uh, Fears, but we did get Conan. In they get Conan. Uh, at, no, he's no, a D- that was a plus. <laughs> he's a DJ at the bar that was apparently open uh, while they had a wrestling event going on. Uh, <laughs> oh. Reason. Oh, um, awesome. 
Yeah. Oh man, yeah. So overall, um, from what I saw, like I didn't, like I said, I didn't see the whole pay per view. It was just mostly like highlights and stuff like that. Um, but this actually looked much better than their previous event with the the dud of an exploding ring death match. Um, definitely better than the the blood and guts event. Um, they yeah. kind of they picked it up here and delivered. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Blood and guts was better than the stadium stampede. The, like the match, like yeah, the, the, the overall match was, was better, but the the finish on blood and guts sucked. But but um, but yeah, the the card. But the, to me, the Kenny Omega, Orange Cassidy, Pac uh, main event, it was a way better match. Um, it was, and on top of that, your world championship down. match. Like, Yeah. I mean, you knew deep down in your heart that Omega was going to win, but there was like times in it where your brain was like, oh, man, they're like, Orange Cassidy can win this. That was the same. What It was a NXT match. I think it was where, um, like you knew some. I can't remember where it was, but like, it was some pretty, some pretty good spots in there. We thought, you know, they just might pull it out, pull out the victory here. But then it's like, nah, nope, yeah, should have, should have known better. So, Who was that? I know what you're talking about too. Ugh. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. It was either an NXT match or one of the matches. No, it was um, freaking Roman and um Cesaro. Yes, is what, what it was. was like. There was some, yeah. Like even though you there's, knew Roman was gonna win, there's so many times you thought Cesaro might. Yeah, because there's there's spots in there where they're making you think, yeah, Cesaro might pick up the win on this one. They might actually swerve us and, and put the title on Cesaro, but they should have known better. <sighs> All right, so that was double or nothing. Let's get into um, WWE SmackDown. I did watch the the Hulu version of SmackDown this week. Um, I will say the the two tag matches on SmackDown that we got with the, the um, Mysterios was, was and the really Dirty good. Dogs was pretty good. I mean, essentially, it was the same thing as when they won the titles, but it was reversed and they jumped Ray. Um, but like, if you're gonna watch anything from SmackDown, Usos and the Street Profits, that was the the match of the night. Like yeah. the, those two That's guys, the only those, wrestling I watched. Those teams brought it and just. Totally like showed you tag team match. wrestling. I don't it was like a thirty. Yeah, it was. That was the full, the full match on there. It was a long ass match, but it was great. Yeah. And they furthered the story with uh with Jay. Um, is it Jay? Yeah, Jay. Who the hell's wrong with Jay? Yes, Jay's with yeah. uh, Roman. So you know, they're kind of pulling like Jay in between like Jimmy and Roman. So I think we're going to get something. I wouldn't be surprised if we get something down the road between uh, Jimmy and Roman um, to where probably we get like, the cell. same type of deal. Yeah, probably an I quit match in a Hell in a Cell. Well, Hell in a Cell is um, Roman's. Who the hell is Roman defending against? Nobody right now. Nobody. Have I haven't announced there. anybody yet. Yeah, yeah it's probably what it is going to be. It's probably going to be like the head of the table. Yeah. Because he, he's supposed to be getting still, Cena um, at SummerSlam. Or people are rumoring him to wrestle Cena at SummerSlam. I mean, that's either Cena or Lesnar. Like, you're going to do... You're bringing people in for a crowd. You're going to need something big. Yeah, well, Lesnar... What I hear, they're rumoring that uh, Lesnar second on... Bobby Lashley, Lashley and Cena second... Yeah, and Cena second on uh, uh, Roman Reigns. Um 
at SummerSlam. I mean, those would be two big drawing matches. Like I, I wouldn't mind seeing Cena and Roman. Um, and I definitely lash this version of Lashley versus Lesnar. I'm all for that. Um, yeah. The one thing I would say is the thing for that is I would think the storyline would be better with like Lesnar and Roman, where Roman or Lesnar's like, Paul, what the fuck are you doing? You're my bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah Smackdown Usos and Street Profits check that out if you haven't gotten a chance to Um, definitely well worth um, if you've got Hulu check it out on Hulu Um, YouTube it something it was a great match Uh, Raw we get uh, uh, Nikki Cross actually beat Charlotte this week um, adding that to her win over Rhea Ripley last week Um, it is nice to see Nikki Cross back on TV and it's nice to see a fresh face being thrown into the Raw Women's Championship mix. I'm excited for that. Uh, I didn't really watch all of Raw, so just kind of watched a couple of little highlight things. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeats Kofi in his Green Ranger-inspired ring attire, which is freaking awesome, as we talked about earlier. Um, and, of course, Drew McIntyre is number one contender, again, to take on Lashley at Hell in a Cell. Did you think he was really? And then hopefully this is like the end between. I don't want to see them two wrestle each other for the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm. I the last six months of Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, I, I'm done with. So I've literally I've not watched Raw in two weeks because of like how bad it's been. Like I just like catch clips on YouTube or um, Facebook or whatever. Like I can't sit through three hours think, of Raw for bullshit. Do you anymore. think there is? Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart or something. Yeah. I'm going to start watching Ring of Honor on Monday nights. <laughs> At least give me something. You know, Dalton Castle's trying to get a freaking um, <laughs> a Golden Globe Award for Ring of Honor. So by winning the television championship, I'd rather watch that than, <laughs> than this. <laughs> uh, let's, yeah. So Raw, not really a whole lot. Uh, NXT. Uh, with the return of Adam Cole, uh, who attacks hey, Kyle O'Reilly at uh, the beginning of the show. Uh, then we get a killer promo from him later on the night as he calls out Cross, um, which leads Regal to set up a five-way for a takeover in your house. So it'll be Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Killer Cross, uh, Finn Balor. No. no, It's not Balor? No. no, no. I thought it's, it was Balor. It's No. It's Cross, Cole, O'Reilly, Dunn, and Gargano. Gargano, yes. Gargano. That's not, that spells good. Yeah, yeah that, that's, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was Ballard. But, um, yeah, so still, that's an amazing matchup right there for the NXT championship. Uh, let's see, we had, um, LA Knight take on Jake Atlas. Um, it was kind of close on that one. Um, I think Atlas picked up the win on that. He did. I'm watching it right now. He yeah. did. And uh, so Grimes is out there with uh, the million dollar man, and uh, he leaves with the million dollar leaves with the million dollar man. So uh, then Grimes and LA Knight is official for takeover in your house. So we'll see that. They bring sure, back uh, the. Hopefully, they bring back the belt um, for in your house. That'd be so yeah. awesome. I I think that's where this is heading. I think we're, we're getting the million-dollar title. And on top of that, Garrett, I don't know if you saw this, uh, GalaxyCon 
GalaxyCon Raleigh, the Million Dollar Man will be in attendance for GalaxyCon. Oh, hell yeah. And Rob Van Dam. Uh, well, well, Carl, hey, we can go and then we can we can pay however much to go see him. And then ask him <laughs> if he's got any good weed we can get from him. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm a big fan of Rob Van Dam. I... He was one I of like, my favorite wrestlers in ECW. Yes. Up until his most recent Impact run, Rob Van Dam is great. Like, this run in Impact was terrible, this last run that he had. But, um, yeah, I I saw the, uh, the announcement today. On top of the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott Steiner, yeah. you're giving me Ted DiBiase and Rob Van Dam. The whole fucking show, right yep. there. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one. So, um, but my wife told me I couldn't go because of COVID, and I said, "Well, I am fully vaccinated as of last Friday, so I'm going. So I guess I'm going by myself." <laughs> nah, it's all right. When, when <laughs> is it? I'll, I'll go with you. It is the uh, the last weekend of July. I'll go with you. I'll take the time off. Which is um, the shitty thing is that's the weekend that we're working. So. Let's take it off. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think they'd be pit. Well, the way everything's running right now for us, it's it's gonna be hard to have two team leads out on the same weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, good times. But um, yeah, uh, MSK main event against Legado del Fantasma, NXT tag titles. MSK retains in another banger of a tag team main event. Those two teams, like, good lord. Amazing matchup coming from them. So and that was uh, pretty much it on that one. Um, I didn't watch Dynamite from last week because it was on Friday night. Um, and I didn't really see any reason to recap that if we were doing double or nothing, because uh, it was all just pretty much build for that. Um, I did miss impact as well this week, but um I did NWA, there was no new NWA. It was a power surge thing. There was a match on there, but it's really not anything uh, worth talking about. But uh, they did finalize and make official Camille versus Serena Deeb, the NWA Women's Championship, which I thought after last week they would have did a triple threat with uh, Serena, Camille, and Thunder Rosa, but we're getting a singles match with Camille and Serena Deeb. Um, so let's get into that preview for when our shadows fall, which will be Sunday, uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, so that's going to be, you can order that on fight TV. Uh, it's going to be four o'clock, 4 PM on Sunday. So full lineup for this. Yeah. Full lineup for this is kind of, there's some decent matches on here. Uh, tag team match, triple threat tag team match, not triple threat, sorry, fatal four way tag team match. The end, uh, taking on Sam Rudo and Sal Renaro uh, versus Marche Rocket and Slice Boogie versus Bestia 666 and Mecha Wolf 450. I'm not familiar with most of those teams. Um, well, aside from I'm gonna go, pretty much Bestia go 666 Bista, and Mecha Wolf, but I'm going with Bestia 666 Wolf just because the 450. <laughs> It's because I'm like fucking like AOL. <laughs> AOL usernames are fucking robots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, this one I 
I I think the end. Because I think these guys wrestled um the number one contendership last week against um the war gods. Did they uh come out to um in uh in the end uh by Lincoln Park? Uh, I don't know if they're on um well NWA they don't get entrance music on on power but the pay per view they do so. Garrett, you got a pick for any one of these or? You want me to give you? You want me to give you Sam Bruno and Sal Renaro? There you go. Well, fuck Sour <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Goddamn Sour uh, so, I'm gonna go with the the Mecca team. I, I like it. I like Carl's pick. Carl's got a good pick. Maybe they'll turn into a Mechan Morphin Power Ranger. Mechan Morphin Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> oh my god! It's Mecha Godzilla. Oh, that was racist, Garrett. <laughs> Did you going to get fired from the fair? Dude, I thought the best. Fans. I saw the best comment on. I think it was Facebook or Twitter. I can't remember. I think it was Facebook. Uh, I wish I would have remembered dude's name so I could give him credit. But. Uh, there were it was like a story of the guy getting fired from AEW for making the race the racism oh, uh, um, thing. Yeah. Billy Urbana, Urbina. Yeah. In, Spanish. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, the the number one comment. Uh, well, I don't think it was number one, but it did have like uh, a few hundred likes. As he, <laughs> somebody's like, uh, somebody should have broke his announce. <laughs> 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 Oh man! Uh, yeah, that was ridiculous. To the Spanish announcer. Oh man! All right, uh, next matchup we have on here making his NW debut, NWA debut. JTG taking on Fred Rosser. Um, unfortunately, this is something that I would have rather seen in WWE. Primetime players. Darren Young and Titus O'Neil, JTG versus JTG and Shad Gaspard. Primetime yeah. versus primetime players would have been an amazing matchup. But um, at least we're, we're able to get half of that in NWA. So. I'm going to go with JTG just because uh, usually NWA, whoever debuts wins the match when they debut with NWA. Yeah, I'm going uh, JTG as well on that one. And I will third that. I decided to uh, do colors on here instead of <laughs> Ooh, pretty color. Instead of type everything in, so JTG is now multicolored. <laughs> so um, this one is kind of odd to me. Uh, this next matchup, I mean, it, it's not odd. It makes sense. Um, Molina was represented for Thunder Rosa, so Thunder Rosa and Molina will be teaming up to take on Taryn Terrell, who is you know representative for Camille. And Kylie Ray, who has retired from wrestling, but now came back. So it I, happens, man. It's right. Yeah, I mean, literally, Sometimes she retired like three retire. months ago. 
I was like, she she's retired more. She's retired about as much as Terry Funk has at this point. Maybe the match won't happen. She'll just come out and be like, oh, hey, you guys didn't know I was retired. I can't wrestle. And they'll be like, oh, or, or she'll, okay. or she'll no show like she did when she was the uh, Impact Women's Champion. That works too. Oh, um, cocaine's yeah. a hell of a drug. So much. <laughs> That's why she's always smiling. <laughs> Um, Thunder Rosa and Melina on this one. No, yeah, that's my pick too. Just because I like Melina's booty. (laughs) Watch her do that split. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do love me some Melina too. As do I. Do you uh, like those cough drops? That work out for you? (laughs) I don't know if it went well for you or not. Yeah, that's fine. Not too bad. Uh, wait till you re-listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. So, uh, the one thing I forgot to mention last week is that um, Chris Adonis entered himself into the the battle royal, that fourteen man battle royal, but he gave up the. Uh, national championship to do that. What? Yes. So I'm not sure. Like he has, he's still listed here as NWA national champion, but he gave that up. But I'm a match ahead here. So, but um, this one here is a non-title grudge match. Must be a winner. Uh, the Pope taking on Tyrus. I'm with you're going pull. I'm thinking because this is a non-title matchup, Tyrus is going to pick up the win. Man, fuck Tyrus. Pope. Pope <laughs> is the man. I just, I think, yeah, Tyrus is going to pick up the win. Um, I think Austin Idol is going to do something to uh, to affect the outcome of this match. As long as he's not on commentary, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like yeah, Austin Idol? So annoying. Not on commentary or doing any type of promos. So he just stands there and keeps his mouth shut. Honestly, Chris, I think you know what NWA needs to do. They need to, at this moment right now, as they're speaking, sign Tom Phillips and just get the announced team under wraps. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I do. I love Velvet Sky, but she, like, as far as commentary goes, she just does not have any, like, emotion. Like, you know she can cut promos and all this other stuff from, like, her time in Impact and ROH. Like, where, where's the emotion in your commentary? Like, you sound like a robot. Like, literally, like, she's reading from a from a teleprompter, which which is terrible. Triple threat match for NWA World Tag Team titles. The War Kings, Jack Dane, and Crimson. Taking on Chris Adonis and Tom Latimer, representing Strictly Business. Uh, taking on the champions, Aaron Stevens and Kratos. Um, me personally, I'm going with Adonis and Latimer. I think they're, I think we'll see them pick up the tag titles, especially since uh, Adonis had given up the NWA champion or the national championship. I'm gonna go Warkings. So I don't know if you guys know this or not. But you know, Kratos has never like actually been defeated, right? Like he kills gods like for a living. 
So uh, I don't think he's going to lose this match. <laughs> and then, you know, he's just got uh, Aaron Stevens as his, as his hero boy. So, you know, that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to change the title. Be super good. <laughs> okay. You're not losing it until 2022 till we figure out what actually happens in the new game. Uh. Okay. All right. NWA World Title Women's Title Match. Camille taking on Serena Deeb. Uh, Camille. Yeah. Definitely Camille. I think I think I've said this like six times already throughout the show that Camille's taking mm-hmm. that title. <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking Camille um, as well. I we have to we got to go with the hometown girl Camille, Durham, North Carolina, man. Mm. Like, gotta get Camille. I Plus, and when in the do you ever see naked? <laughs> oh man! All right, and NWA World Heavyweight Title Match: Trevor Murdoch versus Nick Aldis. I'm looking forward to this. Like they have built this up pretty well. Over the last since the last pay per view, um, I, I Nick Aldis is going to retain. Like I, I don't see Aldis losing this title anytime soon. I'd be uh, honest, very uh, surprised if Murdoch wins. I say Trevor Murdoch wins. Yeah, I'm going uh, Nikki Nikki Aldis. I'm going Trevor Murdoch. Good times, good times. Overall, it looks like a pretty audience? solid. Are they having a live audience? Live audience? No. Oh, man, uh, they're not going to have that dude in the freaking Santa costume? No. Their next round after the mm. pay-per-view, their tapings after the pay-per-view, they will have um, uh, crowd in attendance. God damn it, Billy Corgan. Get some fucking people there. Dude. You know what it is? It's... it's uh, he tried to get fans, but he said that at some point they're going to play a Smashing Pumpkin song, and they're like, yeah, we don't <laughs> want tickets. <laughs> you like oh, man. I do. I'm just fucking. <laughs> I'm not a big Smashing Pumpkins fan. All right. So that's the uh, bell to bell in our look at the, uh, well, at least what we watched for the last week. And our little review of Double or Nothing. Uh, let's go. Let's go to Vintage Throwdown. All right. Uh, Vintage Throwdown is brought to you each and every week by StackerCards.com, the best place to get your trading card fix, whether it's new packs or vintage. New inventory added to the site every Friday. We always have a different variety of packs to check out, ranging from football, baseball, wrestling, Ninja Turtles, all types of vintage and retro stuff, and some new stuff as well, like you said. Uh, use the code VINTAGE at checkout. Save yourself 10% on your entire order. That's stackacards.com. Stack of cards with a Z. So check them out today. Um, well, you can get Pokemon cards uh, out. I was going to say, I know you guys can buy your Pokemon cards now, but you can still buy them there, and there's probably no, not only, a limit of two only, per person. Uh, <laughs> I only select Pokemon cards. Yeah, it's only two per person. 
Yeah, I know, but you can't get the tens or no. Get the certain certain set. Yeah. yeah, but everything else you guys can't buy. So buy it at Stack of Cards. Stack Cards. <laughs> All right. So this week, I, uh, I we hear continue... this guy has like some Baywatch cards or something, right? Yeah, there were some Baywatch cards on there. You can get yourself a uh, you trading card, uh, Pamela Anderson in a bikini. Yeah, or you can just Google Anderson Pamela will... Anderson naked. What, what, was <laughs> what was that other girl that was on Bill Uh Yasmin Bleef? Um, no. Was the one that was no, on there? No. Uh, Carmen no, the other one. No, you know the, the black girl. I don't remember her. Dude, she was in um, Thrill Life. Nope. God damn it. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she was like in Thrill Life and she was like engaged and almost had. I can't think of her name. <laughs> Raunchy. Um, you ain't got to Google it. That's all right. Well, I'm everybody, go- I already Googled it, so <laughs> everybody at home will know who I'm talking about. Yeah, they, they probably don't know anyway. So, uh, who really? There are six seasons of the surreal life. Well, she was on Baywatch, though. You probably find her on Baywatch easier. But, uh, this is a Ron Jeremy. Trichelle, Tracy Bingham. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yes. That's her. Oh, yeah. yeah. She used to be bad back in the day. I don't know about now, but. Damn, I forgot how she good, how good she looked. Damn. Yeah. Whew. All right. I was more of a Yasmin Bleeth kind of guy, but all right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um. We're continuing our look at Wrestling Society X, uh, episode six this week. Some pretty solid matches on here. Uh, Jack Evans and Scorpio Sky, that solid matchup on that one. What'd you guys think? Yeah. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Scorpio Sky. It's most voted most likely to succeed. <laughs> Probably according to his mama. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is a great match. Um, they had that one, and we had uh, the tag team main event. That '70s team, the Disco Machine and Joey Ryan taking on Difh, Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black, aka Seth Rollins, which was a uh, pretty solid one. Unfortunately, the uh, Jack Evans and Scorpio Sky got a little more time than this one did, but also yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, this that '70s team though, it's like. Come on, y'all. It's like y'all like uh, Mike Awesome and Disco Inferno. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Sucked at it and we're going to do it. I don't know. This was... um. It, I was going to say, the only difference is what I'm like, a super pervert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not, a, not a fat chick thriller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um... Jimmy Jacobs and Tyler Black. This pretty much this is pre their run in Ring of Honor, uh, which they mm-hmm. had a pretty solid stable called Age of the Fall. 
Mm-hmm. So definitely check that out. So precursor to that, this is a, you know, they weren't great together as a team, but um, their their stable and Ring of Honor Agent Fall was was pretty awesome. Uh, um, yeah. So that's that's that. Uh, episode seven. We'll take a look at this coming week, next week's edition. Uh, we've got on this one the. Another tag team match. We've got the cartel taking on Eric Cannon and Vic Grimes. Ooh, Vic Grimes. What? Uh, Human Tornado taking on Matt Seidel. So we get another match with Human Tornado. Looking forward to that one. Uh, and Los Pachos Guapos, Aaron Aguilera and Chaos uh, taking on the Filth and the Fury, M Dog 20 and Teddy Hart. That's going to be a great matchup. Mm-hmm. So. All right. So episode seven. What? What? Speaking of uh, perverts, did y'all watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring? I the, have not. Uh, Take the Snake and his, uh, I forgot his dad's name, Grizzly Smith. Oh, uh, Grizzly yeah. Smith. Yeah, I have not watched yeah. it. That's definitely one that I'm going to check out this weekend. Uh, I need to watch that, yeah. and I want to go back and watch the uh, the Ultimate Warrior one. So. Yeah, I knew uh, I knew Rock and Robin was uh, his sister, but I didn't know Sam Houston was his brother. I didn't know that either until like I saw the no. synopsis for the episode. So, but um, yeah, big big props to to Jake and Sam and Robin for being able to talk about this, um, especially on like a national um, platform as far as like Dark Side of the Ring and how much attention it gets. Um, I, I'm sure this has to be some type of. Uh, therapy for that family to actually to to get this out and into the open and well I mean if you watch it there they I mean there really wasn't like a fan like a, they were all related to each other but they wasn't yeah. like close yeah yeah I mean even still like to for them to talk about it like even like yeah. for own personal reasons it's it's got to be some like some sort of like therapeutic release yeah. for them to even talk about this stuff um, yeah. So if you if you haven't watched it yet, uh, what Chris is talking about is Jake uh, was sexually abused by his stepmom, uh, and then uh, Rock and Robin, uh, Jake's sister, was sexually abused by her dad. So some pretty dark stuff. They also had a sister that was uh, kidnapped and murdered uh, by like her husband's. Uh, ex-wife or something like that, but a uh, pretty pretty tragic family. Um, yeah, they all kind of struggled. Which which we're all we all know Jake's um, past battles with addiction, and thank God for DDP um, reaching out to him and helping yeah. him get clean. Or else we wouldn't have yeah. we wouldn't have the, Jake uh, around anymore. Honestly, what's yeah. the name? What's the name of that documentary? Um, is it Brad's and Paul of Dick Roberts or is that or it's like Revelation, like the Jake the Snake Roberts story? Yeah, something something like that. that. It's pretty. I know it's on Amazon and it's on Netflix. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good watch. Um, even like if you want to go back and watch something that's kind of beyond the mat, that's kind of dives into the. Jake the Snake story a little bit there too. The uh, it's uh, resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. Resurrection. I think I think that's what it was. 
That sounds that sounds right. I can see yeah, the, yeah that the, sounds uh, better. I think rather than image, I think Resident Fall was no, there's, there's, um, no. there's an ECW one. Uh, the Ultimate Warrior one was the, the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Self destruction of Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. yeah, ECW was the rise. There's a rise and fall of ECW. Fall of ECW. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm getting my WWE documentaries mixed up. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's some good stuff there. Um, the final voting results for the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. I'll be uh, let's singing get into at the that. start of uh, next week's episode. Next week's That's episode. So, um, yeah, it was one in one this week. Um, so Carl and I both got one vote. Garrett, another goose egg for you, buddy. I'm sorry. It's okay. So uh, our intro, intro next week, will uh, the song Silence of the Great G-Money. For the final time, here, on I, the I give you, podcast. I give you a little taste. What you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear. And I, I, love I thought you was doing. Uh, I thought you well, was doing. I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm just letting them hear my vocal uh, cords. Uh, I, I thought you was doing. Uh, Do you really wanna hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really wanna make me cry? Where is I man? I go way back. This is how long we've opened that karaoke list. So, oh, there it is. December thirtieth was the last time the karaoke list was opened on my computer. Dang. Yep. All right. I mean, at this point, since we're not going to keep singing karaoke, we may as well just pick like the funniest worst song on there and just have me sing it. And I ain't singing um, that fucking Busta Rhymes song. You want to do Busta Rhymes? I said I am not. <laughs> I'm not going to be. <laughs> I got you. I, I got you. I got you. Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle. I'll, I, I'll do it. I guess. <laughs> That's not the worst song on there, though. That's no, probably no, not, not the worst song on there. Um, I Touch Myself by the Divinals. I've already seen that one. I'm pretty Did sure we do that I have. One? Okay. Um. Do you ever? Do we ever put uh, "Goodbye Horses" on there? Uh, no. I don't know. We'll talk. About uh, it. We, we should make we'll him sing that, and then like in the middle, he has to go. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck, I'd me. fuck me. <laughs> I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> <laughs> Wild <laughs> horses. <laughs> That's the thing. Maybe, like, the, the thing is, though, maybe maybe, maybe we'll release a, a video of him with his dick for uh, the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon that, that's our first that's our first post for only fans <laughs> oh god the thing is though when i think of that song and that scene from that movie i don't think of silence of the lambs i think of jane silent bob uh, i think of silence of the lambs uh, all i see is jay doing that dance <laughs> Puts the lotion uh, on again, or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> <laughs> Help! It puts the Joe dirt in the hole. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, man. Puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> oh, all right. You can do some uh, shake it off by Taylor Swift. Shake it oh, off. Yeah. Oh no, I got it. I got it. The thong song. Oh God. I feel like I've sung that one too. I <laughs> like what? Sound that loud. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. My whole kiss from a rose. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. All right. So there is that. Um, Carl, theme of the week, man. What you got? All right. Um, so in honor of uh, Mark Henry signing with AEW, uh, I'm going to go with uh, somebody's going to get it. Oh, uh, shit. So I thought you were going to get the ass kicked. I thought you were going to do some sexual chocolate. I, I That's why I thought he was going with that one, too. When he said that's Mark true. It's sexual. <laughs> oh, I just put, yeah. Oh, I just put that in somewhere just for hell of it. <laughs> oh, all right. That's um. That's gonna wrap it up this week. So, uh, thank you guys for listening and checking us out as we do each and every week. Uh, be sure to follow us again. Social media: Russell Gunn Pod with one D on Twitter. Russell Getting Pod 2Ds on Instagram and for the underscore collection. YouTube.com slash for the collection. Facebook.com slash Russell Getting Podcast. Uh, buy some shit. Uh, Pro Wrestling Keys.com slash Russell Getting Podcast as well. And Redbubble.com slash people slash Russell Getting Podcast. Buy some shirts. Buy some other random merch. Um, help support the show. All that fun stuff. Um, check out our friends at the Fig Cave Podcast. The running podcast and the call up for some awesome content as well and that's gonna do it and this is episode 95 y'all five away we're coming up to that big 100 in a few more weeks here we got some cool stuff planned fun stuff to talk about maybe we'll have some special guests who knows we'll just have to tune in and find out so episode 95 thank you guys for checking us out later marks and that's Hall's cough drop and uh, Saran Wrap. <laughs> After screaming my hole in no time. <laughs> oh god. I don't wanna know. Somebody go get that wings, please. Beat them up, beat them up.